What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Clarkside Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Cam Cant Parasail Kelleher and Matthew Divi DeBurn. Uh, how are we doing today, guys? Great, doing great. Uh, I mean, I was doing all right until you until you hit me with the Dibby. Now I'm having nostalgia flashbacks to high school. Nostalgia's good. Nostalgia's a good theme for this episode. I don't think anyone's called me that since high school. Sure yeah, is. but like every, every single time anything ever comes up, you're like, well, in high school, I used to be called Dibby by everybody. <laughs> so hey, I, thought, I thought you liked it. I thought I, you liked it. You know, it. It's, it's, it, was, it was four years where I rarely heard my actual name. Would you be mad if I called you Dibbin Dots? Uh, I mean, would I be mad? No. Would I want to hurt you more than I usually do? Yes. So, no. Take it that's definitely it. going in the intro, Cam. That is definitely going in the intro. Dibbin Dots, that's hilarious. Dippin', Matt, Dippin' Dots to burn. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, today we have our original trilogy episode for you guys. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little different than our uh, prequel party episode. Hopefully, less of just kind of verbal diarrhea about Star Wars movies. A little bit more <laughs> focused to, and to the point. Um, so to start that off, um, do you guys want to just say like a quick like maybe memory or first impression that you have about the original trilogy? Yes. Um, well, I'll start off with the New Hope. My favorite memory. Um, Actually, no, no, I'll just do my original trilogy memory. Um, I would say watching, um, I don't know why it's so vivid, but when Luke gets his lightsaber sauced to him by R2 um, when he's about to get absolutely executed, that is just, like, such a vivid memory for me. And just, like, first watching on DVD, like, the this original trilogy, it was just such a cool moment. I was like, this is... This is what I want to do with my life. I want to be like him, and I'm talking about R two. <laughs> the crazy, the craziest plan of all time, dude. What a yeah. mastermind! Absolutely right ridiculous. Uh, all right, I what about what about you, Matt? Yeah, I think for me, my like favorite memory involving the original trilogy isn't isn't actually from the movies. My uh, my oh, dad. Geez when he was younger obviously saw the original star wars as it was coming out and he had an original millennium falcon toy with an r2 d2 uh an r4 and the hammerhead guy like action figures and he also has Mm -hmm. still has the land speeder from a new hope and a, a fond memory i have is like playing with those toys in my basement like mm-hmm. before i even knew what they were like I, I remember playing with the toys and just thinking they were cool and like oh it's a spaceship yeah. like so neat and now like looking back it's like <laughs> like it, it's it, it's it like was star even wars. cooler than you thought it was right star wars star wars was like already kind of in my life before i even like appreciated what star wars was i can really picture matt as a child just being like well this is a neat toy who says neat? I mean, it was. They were cool toys. If my dad like kept kept the whole set, he could have sold it for like thousands of dollars, but he didn't. So you know, this is twenty twenty. Before you get into your memory, Ryan, have you ever? Did you ever play with like the um like those little like Lego like keychains? Like they were like like they were like Lego guys. They still make them, but they're like like people. Yeah. I used to like go. I would just drag my grandmother to like the local mall. I think it was like the Burlington Mall or something. And I would like go into the Lego store, and I would just like go to the shelves where they kept the Star Wars Lego or the Lego Star Wars like people keychain. So like you had like the Emperor's like guards or like whatever, like those like guys in the red suits and stuff. I used to remember just the like Praetorian guards. Yeah, yeah. I would just go like get like ten of them. I'd be like, "Can I get these?" And she'd be like, "You can get five. <laughs> That's as opposed to just getting, memory. as opposed to just getting normal Lego people, you you had to get the keychain on them. Dude, because they were like out in the, they were just it was eye candy for a child. You know? Yeah, that's true. Marketing one hundred and one. I think my one of like one very like vivid or early memory that I have of it is kind of like cams where it's like a scene from um, Return of the Jedi. It's it's the speeder bike scene. For some reason, like whenever I think about the original trilogy, like. I think of the, the a New Hope movie poster. I think of specifically Luke on that movie poster, 
and and then that scene of that of Return of the Jedi. I thought it was sick how they were like going through like the forest on the bikes and stuff. Oh, oh on the speeder things, yeah, that's sick. Yeah, Endor on was Endor. almost perfect. It was nearly perfect. What do you mean? Hold 98%. that thought, Matt. Hold that thought. Well, yeah. Stay yeah, tuned we'll, to the end we'll of the episode to, to figure out so, why yeah. Matt doesn't think that the Endor scene is perfect. But well, um, while while we uh, are still kind of talking about memories, this is a new memory since Cam brought up Legos. Uh, I got a Luke and a land speeder with a little Jawa Lego set for Christmas, and I uh, I spent a day in quarantine while I had COVID, putting that bad boy together and listening to the original trilogy. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars playlist and it was uh, it was nice. It was nice. Oh yeah, um, we blatantly lied to you guys last episode. Matt did in fact have coronavirus. Yes. So that's why um, we delayed putting it out. So it would be, have been two weeks and you couldn't have gotten it through the five G. You guys are welcome. I am now out of quarantine. Matt is COVID free. Yeah, dude. If we were on four G, we would have caught it. Yeah. Thank gosh. All right, so um, Cam, what's your favorite scene from A New Hope? We'll move into like talking about each movie individually now. Sure. Um, I mean, it definitely wasn't my favorite scene at the time, just because like I hadn't like when I first watched, I was a kid and I hadn't seen everything yet. Um, but mm-hmm. now I would say that when Luke first gets to Obi Wan's uh, his little crib there, and he's like mm-hmm. gives him his uh, lightsaber and he's just talking about his dad and how he's a Cunning warrior. I think that yeah. is like I think that is the coolest scene um, in that movie. Probably a close second would be obviously the Obi Wan Darth uh, Darth Vader fight in the Death Star. Yeah, I feel like now that you, like I've never really thought about that scene like uh, Luke going like going to Obi Wan's place for the first time because it's like it's kind of a slow part in the movie. And like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I was all about like the action, obviously, because you know I severe adhd but so i always kind of like just kind of like toss that one out but now that you say that like it really it is a very significant scene it's awesome and i love watching those like like the like on youtube and on tiktok like when people make those like sick like montages and stuff and like they'll put in like Mm -hmm. the um i don't know like whatever star wars music it was and then they'll like clip that in there like like the rise and fall of anakin skywalker i think it's so cool it's such a cool part yeah of the of the trilogy and just the series in general it's the first time you see a lightsaber, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's He's just, crazy, too. Like, cr- crazy, by the way, that Obi-Wan is just like, here you go, champ, and he just, like, lights it up. Like, what if he just, yeah. like, looked at it like this, and that kid would be toast? Yeah. And it, thank God he had Ray's lightsaber on hand to give to Luke. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, what's, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene uh, was and still is the trash compactor scene when they are on the yeah. Death Star. Yeah. Like, I think, That's a good one. I, I mean, it's just so cool. It's so well done. Like, there's tension, like, oh shit, the walls are closing in. Oh shit, R2 and C-3PO saved us. Oh shit, there's a tentacle monster in the garbage. Like, it's <laughs> like one thing yeah. after another. It's like, whoa, it's just, this, this, they managed to like, make the most out of that set piece as they possibly mm-hmm. could. They, they turn like, a two a two second scene of like oh we're in a trash compactor let's go to like ten minutes of like solid like action not not really yeah. action but like they they gave it tension weight. right yeah. there's there's palpable tension you're like oh they're about to be squashed oh Luke's about to be raped like oh shit like what's gonna happen <laughs> um, I think it's just yeah. like one of the best one of the most well done scenes. Yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, those that is a good scene. But and all even like leading up to that, like but from the time that they like get into the elevator until like get to the detention level to the end of that trash compactor scene, that's a great part the, of the movie. The entire time Han, Han, Han saying Han Yeah are in our stormtroopers storm is is just it's it's great. Han Solo hitting that guy with the boring conversation anyway might be one of the funniest movies in film <laughs> history. That one hits every time. By the way, how the hell is there just like a tentacle monster on the Death Star? Like, who put that there? I mean, Daddy, where, does it, where does it go? Somebody obviously just you know threw it away. But so here's so here's my thing. So there's a trash compactor, 
but we later see, at least for like Imperial cruisers, like Imperial Star Destroyers, that they release mm -hmm. their garbage into space. Yeah. Yeah. So like that that thing that thing in there is big. Like does the Death Star not do that? Dude, they're being environmentally friendly. They're just trying to they're trying to compact their waste. Yeah, but like yeah, what are they I gonna feel like... do with it afterwards? Well, the the Death at this point, the Death Star had only been like a known commodity for such a short amount of time. So maybe they weren't dumping trash from it to so that it like debris wouldn't be sitting in space and somebody wouldn't be like, where did all this debris come from? Because yeah. it would give you assume it gives off a lot more debris than a star destroyer. Follow up question then: How did the tentacle monster not get squished? When because it, it leaves. It back? leaves. But where does it go? I don't think it I don't leaves. Know. I don't know. I, see, it, I don't I, think it, it does. Leaves. It does. I think it just, I you think hear it just you like, hear the door close. No. It lets go of Luke, and then there's like a big noise, and then the walls start closing in. The big noise the, is that thing the, leaving. I think the big noise is like the starting of the walls compressing. Like the gears start turning and the walls start closing in. I think the tentacle monster just like slinks into the garbage juice. Dude, the sources sources are saying that the tentacle monster's body and life form is what was used to create Snoke. I don't know. That's just like what's on my Reddit <laughs> yeah. right now. But I mean, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. I they don't, like, they don't not okay. look alike. All right, we, all right, we, that's we're getting into sequel talk already. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go with my favorite scene. My favorite scene. It's kind of like it's kind of lame, but my favorite scene, or not lame, but it's like a lame scene to be like, this is my favorite because it is technically the climax my favorite scene is them blowing up the death star i think that's so sick how they did like the world war ii like uh dog fight style with like the spaceships and stuff and i think that's one of those scenes where like because obviously george lucas gets a lot of flack for the uh the changes and edits he made with the um with the original trilogy but that's one of those scenes where it's like it looks so good now like it, it looks like it's made today and so, oh, I just, I always, I always love, like, it, every single time I'm, like, I'm watching the movie, kind of like with Revenge of the Sith, where I'm, like, is Anakin going to turn bad this time? I'm always, like, is the Death Star going to blow up the rebel base? Like, I don't know. I think, I think another underappreciated piece of that is, like, the props that they built for this yeah. movie. Yeah. Mm. Like, like, the amount of work they put into prop building and, like, making these models that, you look and it, mm -hmm. it's like wow like that looks massive or like that that actually looks like a, a bay of a spaceship and it's like oh no that model's like the size of a small dog or it's like oh no that that spaceship bay is actually just an oil painting that some dude did like it, it's, yeah. it's nuts the it's all super detailed miniatures it's nuts the have you ever seen um, and detail they put into it have you ever seen uh like the empire of dreams uh like documentary about the original trilogy I started watching. I never finished it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Like when they're it's like making so all their good. stuff. Mm -hmm. It's so good. They do. The, they do a lot about that movie, obviously. Yeah. The cool of thing. The struggles. The, they did like the uh, Empire thing too. I think. And, oh, they did about the whole trilogy. But I saw like the part where they had like the whatever that like llama, like space llama thing is that they're riding out in the snow. The tauntaun. <laughs> yeah, tauntaun. sure. <laughs> the space the llama. Space llamas. Hey, Amen. Those things whip. All right, Cam. Not that there is many in this movie, but what's your what would you say your least favorite scene is? Huh. Um, I would say. Okay, I would. I don't even know. No, it's not a scene. I would just say my least favorite part about this movie is how like whiny. Luke is like yeah. his like his voice is like oh, yeah, well, oh, no, no. it's like shut up oh, wait, to get some power converter yeah it's yeah. like I don't know it's it is I know it was like the first movie and then it kind of like completely changed after that to a certain degree but a certain extent but yeah dude you got to set up a character arc yeah yeah so like I'm not like I'm not like I hate the new hope. a new hope Anakin's arc was the path to committing genocide and Luke's was not becoming annoying. What is it about the Skywalkers? Their voices and like they're just like ah, but yeah, that's probably my least. Yeah, oh, I'm so sad all the time. Yeah, that's probably my least favorite part about the movie. I don't really have a least favorite scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I would say that my 
least favorite scene overall is is probably the scene in Mos Eisley when they like really first arrive. I don't know. I feel like when Obi Wan cuts the shit out of that guy. Yeah. I feel like I feel like yeah, it's cool because like ah like, ah this old guy's a badass. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm just like ah like oh this. Uh. Dude, you don't that, like that you don't like necessary. the whole introduction of Han Solo. I, I like think that's the like the coolest scene. No, no, I what I dislike is the part where they arrive at Mos Eisley, mm-hmm. and until they meet Han Solo. I it's I, I say that's not a I very long say, scene. I shouldn't say that I don't like it. It's just like when that part happens in the movie is when my brain is the most shut off. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's probably that's kind of how I feel with my least favorite scene. My least favorite scene is just when R two and C three PO are just aimlessly walking around the desert in different directions. <laughs> yes, that is I'm so like, annoying. I'm like, this movie is like just two hours long. Like, do we really need five minutes of these droids going in different directions? Hmm. Desert scenes are that- definitely the most annoying. I feel like when they're just like walking around, it's like, dude, hustle up. Yeah, yeah. I think another scene that, again, is kind of just like less engaging is is like the, the conference scene with the Imperial officers and Vader, and like, ah, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, like, how do we how do we expand the plot? Oh, we just have some guys sit around a table and talk about the plot. It's like, ah, you can be a bit more creative, but again. Again, it's not I that know. I don't like the scene. It's just mm-hmm. the scene comes on, and my brain is just like, ah, time for a break. I feel like that's a like a scene where you kind of understand it's like there's important people on this Death Star, but then there's Darth Vader, and it's like there's yeah. just no like there's no there's no comparison. Like, dude, that's you, the first time you see the Force too. Yeah, you get you get fucking. He's like, Ugh. yeah, that part that scene's sick, man. Not to not to burn. Yeah, God fuck takes. you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What about um? What about uh? The Empire Strike or so like over? What would you rate this movie overall? On our um, enjoyability scale. I'm gonna offend you, Ryan. This uh, is this is probably my least favorite of the original trilogy. Not saying I don't like this movie, but out of the three, it's my mm-hmm. least favorite. I probably give it a. I'd probably give it a like six and a half. Wow. Seven. That's I'd maybe low. give it a seven. That's like I, low. Like, I appreciate it because it's a classic. But like uh-huh. enjoyability, and I know we don't really want to talk about like how visually pleasing it is, but it's like it is like an old movie, and it's like yeah, I mean you a, can talk about how visually pleasing it is if you want. Yeah, I mean it's just a little slow, and but it's necessary, and it's a classic, mm-hmm. and I love I do love the movie. It is it is slow moving. Yeah, it's the definitely the slowest of the three, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. How about you, well, Matt? Mine I've I've decided I'm I'm only gonna use whole numbers in these ratings. Wow. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do any halves or anything because I feel like that's just like a cop out for me. So I I need to decide like if I'm kind of like in between I need to decide if it's like wow way to throw Cam under the bus and tell him his score was a cop out. <laughs> hey, you know I didn't tell him to make it a half. I I just you know, for me I'm only gonna do whole numbers and I think this one is an eighth. Okay. Out of I, so far out of these movies, it's it's just below Revenge of the Sith, and I think I think most of that is nostalgia i think most of it is like watching the movie and being like wow like this is this is my childhood like i have so many memories of this so i feel like i feel like that's gonna be the biggest factor for at least the original trilogy is Mm -hmm. like the memories and the feelings we have associated with it as we've grown up like getting called dibby like getting (laughs) called dibby it's just like like and you, then growing like you, up and getting called Dibbin Nuts. You see yeah. that that twin star sunrise, and you're like, oh. Oh, that is, that's is. a great scene. That's yeah. a great that's, shot. That's probably the best shot it. of the whole movie. Best shot of the whole it's movie. The two you, see, you see that, and you're just like, I, I, am, I am nine, 
I am eating a Lunchable that has and I am in it. erect. And, and, and <laughs> I'm not going to say that about me as a nine-year-old because that's all kinds of wrong. But like it's it's like this one I think more than the others carries nostalgia for me. So this one is an eight. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to come over to the cam side of history. I'm going to give this a nine point eight six. I don't think I because it's it's definitely my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. It's probably like like it's probably my favorite movie of all time. But I do agree with Cam that it is a little slow in the beginning. And I think that they could have used that time better. But still love it, obviously. Um, like you're saying, Matt, like the nostalgia of everything. Just every time I watch it, I feel like I'm a kid again. And it just, it does do, it does a great job of building a, like a universe without really building it. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like it doesn't, it doesn't go out of its way to like explain all these things. It's just kind of like, you know, it'll get filled in later or, you know, it's just kind of up to the audience's interpretation of what a gonk droid actually does, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's something just, not to get into me, the, you know, not to get into the sequels too much, but I feel like that's something that the sequels tried to do and they just left it uh-huh. way too vague and like way too yeah. open ended. And I, I think so, obviously George Lucas is the actual creator of the story, but he kind of had a better grasp on it. But yeah, we're not hey, going to get there right to- now. Everybody liked X-Wings last time, so let's just do that again. Yeah, yeah. I will well, say the X-Wing fights in the sequels are, like, sick. Like, the uh, X-Wings are, like, my favorite spaceship, over the, even over the Millennium Falcon. I think they're so cool in the sequels. Well, lucky enough for you two, with your complaints about pacing, they made up for it in The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. You think so, Matt? I, I personally disagree. You personally disagree. All right, so uh-huh. we'll let's so let's get into it. So so yeah, we'll start with it. our yeah. start with overall first impression, or if you want, we can just start right into our favorite and non-favorite scenes. Okay, I'll say quick off the bat. I'll say this is probably, and th- I think I think this is the most overrated Star Wars movie <clears throat> overall. Like, Ooh. obviously, people say that The Last Jedi is good, and so that in itself makes it overrated. But I think, I think the, I feel like the consensus is, like, this is the best Star Wars movie, and I, I disagree with that. Hmm. All right, there's Ryan's hot take for the episode. Yeah. Definitely, definitely wouldn't say it's the best Star Wars out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I yeah, honestly I feel so... has just turned into... Matt is going to convince Cam and Ryan that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars <laughs> No, I, I love it. I think it's a great a great movie. I think that in terms of the pacing, I get what you're saying, Matt. At points, it is definitely slow. But I feel like that's with like, every Star Wars movie. There's kind of like just slow drag-on points where it's like, alright, like where's the space bikes going? Um, like, when's the next one going to happen? Um, I would say hot take. Not enough incest between Luke and Leia. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> secretly from Alabama. Yeah, dude, we are a hashtag yeah. incest podcast. Watch out, watch out, Val. Owen's gonna steal your man. See, That's I think disgusting. I think the I think the argument of pacing for almost any major movie can can go either way. Because look look at almost any movie. Like there are very few movies that you can name that it's like yeah, it's nonstop, like start to finish. Bing bang, bing bang, boom. Like, and there's very few good ones. Rise of, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker. Is that, and it's not good. And there's it's not there's good. also very yeah. few good movies that can pull it off. Like like the Dark Knight pulls it off. The Dark Knight End, is like one Endgame thing after pulls another. it off. Endgame yeah. pulls it off. The first John Wick movie pulls it off. So I think I think it's I think it's tough to make the argument that like oh it's not that good because it's kind of slow at times. Like well yeah, I don't think it's not that good because it's kind of slow. Yeah. I love I mean, getting. I love getting freaking um, Lando. I love getting some mm. Boba. Yeah, it introduces great characters in the series. It really does. But I just I don't know. Sometimes when Luke's on Dagobah, I'm like, all right, guys, like, what are we doing here? Like, 
Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's, re- it's really cool to see him training to become a Jedi. And maybe that this is like, if I didn't have all the other Star Wars movies, I would like Empire so much more because it kind of pulls back the curtain of the Jedi. But we've already had backstage passes for that, you know, with the, se- yeah. with the uh, prequels. I will actually agree with that. I think that the this is just an overall in general, and I think they kind of fix this in the sequels a little bit. But, like, the Jedi training scenes that we get are so, mm-hmm. like, underwhelming. Like, I think that, like, like, I understand the whole idea of, like, being patient and, like, like trying to, like, ground yourself and, like, connect with the Force. Like, I get it. It's not all, like, action-packed. But, like, I think one mm-hmm. of the sickest training scenes that I've ever seen was when we got that, like, flashback to Luke and Leia just, like, going at it. Like, yeah, just running the through the forest Skywalker. trying to decapitate each other? Yeah, like, that's sick. Like, why? Like, there's just none of that. Like, that was, like, the first time we've ever really seen that. So, like, yeah, I get, it was in like, a fan the, film. Yeah. What? The only time we get to see it, it's in a fan film. It was in the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. is definitely... Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah. No. Dagobah is, like, definitely, like, slow. All right, so I think, yeah. I think that lends into... Uh, that's a good segment to our next point, is, is Dagobah your least favorite scene in the movie? Um, no, Dagobah actually has my favorite scene in the movie in it. All right, well, I think my I think my favorite scene of Empire is when Luke is in the cave fighting the force vision of Darth Vader and he cuts off Darth Vader's head and he, it's like his helmet explodes and it reveals that Luke is under the mask and I feel like that just like opens up it just foreshadows so much so much in the not because it's obviously it's like you know Darth Vader's Luke's father and like that's coming up but then even in the next one it's like Yoda told him don't go into the cave with your weapons like you shouldn't be afraid and then he goes in and he's afraid and it's kind of showing that like he now has to deal with be- with being afraid of becoming Darth Vader once he finds out that he is the son of Darth Vader. Yeah. That's the whole thing, right? Like, to, you have to let go of fear and everything, mm-hmm. which is why Anakin ended up turning. Yeah, Pretty and, cool. like, it kind of it's foreshadows that, like, Luke doesn't even know what he has to fear yet. Like, he has so much to learn that he needs to be afraid of. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very symbolic scene. I think it's pretty cool. I'm out of the, out of the Dagobah whole scene or whatever the time that he's there, it's definitely the best part of it. I would say my favorite scene is um, Luke, just like climb, like when they're in the. Uh, oh my god, what are they on Hoth? Is that what the planet that they're on? Yeah. When the they when they're one? fighting the yeah when they're fighting the ATATs. And mm-hmm. like he like wraps up the thing in the uh, with the cable, and then he like zips up there with his lightsaber. I think that's sick. I think it's a really cool scene. Yeah, I think that is really cool too. But I also what love, I also love the the first time that Han meets the father of the bride <laughs> when he just like tries to shoot his gun at yeah. Darth Vader, and then he's like psyched. Just throws his hand up. Darth Vader just fucking stops that shit. Nobody, nobody has issues with Han shooting first in this movie. Yeah, um, dude. Everyone, everyone complains complains in A New Hope that like, oh, Greedo shot his gun before Han shot his, because like Han's a good guy. Han wouldn't just murder somebody. Which is dude, Han's a badass. But then like, right? Yeah. I know. And then like in this movie, like as soon as he sees Darth Vader, he's like, pow. pow. And like nobody, nobody's like, oh no, Han wouldn't do that. Han, Han wouldn't shoot Darth Vader, the Dark Lord of the Sith, just because, unless like provoked. Like, yeah, he would. Han would absolutely straight up murder somebody if it. Yeah, no, they're they're okay with Han shooting Darth Vader because Darth Vader's dressed in all black. Yeah. Star Wars I, I fans, mean, ten out of ten confirmed racist. I mean, Greedo's <laughs> blue. Dude, Blue's blue closer to white than it is blue black. Life, blue lives matter, dude. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars is confirmed MAGA. What's uh, what's your favorite scene, Matt? Is so, it is it Han shooting first? No, no, that is that is an excellent scene. Uh, but however, comma, my favorite scene is kind of I don't know. It's it's when they're talking on Bespin, when, like, Luke and Vader, like, their lightsaber fight on Bespin. 
not oh yeah that's the sickest scene not because of the lightsaber fight but because of the dialogue between yeah. Luke and Vader like it's yeah. it's the first time they meet like in the mm-hmm. first one they don't really interact they just and then shoot in this at each one, other from it's afar. like as like they're meeting they're fighting back and forth Vader's like I can sense you're strong with the force I can use you like join me and Luke is like maybe no I don't think so like you cut off my hand you're kind of a dick and even I, I think everything in that scene if you just had the audio for that scene I think it would still be my favorite scene hmm. yeah. my yeah. my least favorite scene is also on Bespin and it's when Chewbacca is trying to put together C-3PO after he'd been disassembled because I think that was just kind of it's kind of weird. Just like, oh yeah, like these Ognots would just decide to disassemble this random protocol droid for no reason. I love that that lightsaber fight. I, I, I'm gonna just change my answer to that scene. Not even like to the point like yeah. where like they like move, like move into like the whole like I am your father part. Like, I think when they're in the like that room like where Han Solo gets like uh, frozen or whatever. I think just, like, the lighting in that scene, like, the way, like, the whole, like, setup is, where it's, like, dark, but then there's, like, that weird, like, yellow hue of the light, and then there's the red and blue lightsabers, it's sick. Like, it's such a badass lightsaber scene. Between Mm -hmm. this movie and the previous movie, there's there's no scene like it. It's it's the most cinematic sequence in the movies until you get to, like, the final fight scene with Luke and Vader Mm -hmm. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's the first time you see a little more fast pace, like lightsaber fighting too. It's not like Obi Wan is just like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> so, so here's my mm-hmm. other, here's a hot take, I should say. I don't mind the slow pace lightsaber duels. I, I like, I like the fast ones in the prequels. I think that's, I think it's good. But I think in the original trilogy, having it be slower and having it be less about the actual fight and more about like the interactions between the two is mm-hmm. is really good and i think it's it's like yeah like luke is a novice he's not going to be like flipping and doing crazy shit like anakin and obi-wan were doing and vader is older he's got these parts and like he's he's sensing the connection between him and luke and i think it i think the fact that vader isn't just going absolutely apeshit on him as we know he could definitely do mm-hmm. shows his restraint shows yeah. him being like oh I like I don't want to kill this person even if it's just like I don't want to kill this person just yet it's it's mm-hmm. showing that like he he's seeing that connection and he's holding back yeah I feel like um, in later Star Wars movies that are made uh the slow-paced lightsaber duels don't have the emotional weight. Like, the emotional weight doesn't hit the same. Because of the dialogue. Because of the interactions yeah. between the two people involved. See, it, again, in the original trilogy, the lightsaber duels weren't fights. They, they weren't just like, I'm gonna hit you with my laser stick. It's a... Yeah. It's, it's an actual, like, conflict of will. It's dialogue, mm-hmm. it's back and forth, it's character interaction and development throughout the duel. And in the sequels, it was just like, haha, shiny stick is cool to watch me spin around. And and I think I think they kind of lost the weight behind the actual lightsaber duels. I think the prequels managed to, to balance it pretty well. I think yeah. like the fight with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon against Maul and Phantom Menace is like... It's faster pace. It's for a newer generation. They upgraded it, but at the same time, they're like you see Obi Wan grow throughout the fight. Mm-hmm. You see him like change, and you can tell yeah. like even even though there's not like dialogue, there's character interaction and growth throughout the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I don't really have like one specific scene for this movie that I don't like. It's just kind of like. The whole second act, I think, is just kind of mulach. Uh, and mulach, that's that's kind of putting it a little harsh, but I don't, I don't very know harsh. To say. I don't even know what to say to you. 
It's just, I, would, I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't like, I don't, I don't like, cool. I don't like the greatest act in a Star Wars movie ever made. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the most dramatic and uh, earth shattering set of scenes in a space opera ever composed. Yeah. Star Wars worked. Empire Strikes Back went above and beyond. We, yeah. yeah, no, and I get that. Star Wars, I, get, I just, I just, great, I just don't love the Empire, second act of the movie. Empire, with what they did, and especially when it came out at the time, since there was nothing really like it. I think, mm-hmm. it, I think, you can't take away from the just sheer impact it had. Like Star Wars, Star Wars started the phenomenon, but Empire Strikes Back cemented the phenomenon. Ryan, I know that you're pretty much the one who had the idea to start this podcast, and you're usually the most responsible about actually getting things done, but I'm going to go ahead and make the executive call that we are a pro-Empire Strikes podcast, and your opinions are not welcome here. I am I am pro Empire right. Strikes Back. I have right. I'm going to grade this movie very high. I just don't think <laughs> it's the best Star Wars movie, and I think the middle of the movie is kind of slow, but it has a great payoff. I, I just think I just think the whole thing, the whole middle of the movie, just makes me feel kind of mel- melancholy, except for a few scenes that I really really like. It's supposed to. It's not supposed to be this overwhelming barrage. It's, it's okay. That's fine. Be, that's fine. That's fine, Matt. That's fine. Subtle. Like, the training on Dagobah, like, yeah, he's not, he's not, you know, like, doing the stuff that they did in Attack of the Clones or the Phantom Menace, but Yoda's mm. really old and hasn't trained anyone in... Well, here's enough. my thing. Here's my thing. Compared to the original trilogy, Yoda is not that old. 20 years to Yoda isn't that much at all. Well, yeah. it is, I mean, it is when he's that old. The difference it between... Is. 90 and so what, 95 he, is significant. He he you he's aging exponentially now? No, what I'm saying is is if if your point is that like oh 20 years isn't a big deal, it's it, it can be. It's the same as like 5 years to a 90-year-old. When you're he 90 probably just, when you're 95, like things things change. The difference between 90 and 95 isn't much more than between 15 and 20 or but 10 and 15. But it is because it just just as like when you first start you change dramatically between like five and ten you change dramatically when you're older things deteriorate faster you lose stuff like your mind starts to go your body starts to go and it starts to happen faster yeah you start to revert and and yoda's now been in isolation probably not eating healthy not interacting with anyone being surrounded by both the light and the dark side of the forest like this is he's he's degenerating he's near death in Dude, a Yoda year said he's it. gonna be dead Yoda in said it yeah, in Revenge but... of the Sith he went full emo after after uh, he right. couldn't defeat Palpatine he's, he's like I'm he's out of here severely dude. depressed yeah. for 20 years look what it did to Obi-Wan yeah it turned all of his hair white being severely well, Obi-Wan depressed was living in a years. desert and 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 Dagobah is not that great. That Dude, I bet that I bet it's really the humid time. there. I bet I bet it's really good for your skin. How do you know it's good for Yoda's skin? I guess he's I don't. Green. You don't. He's a frog. Right. That's, that, How he's, do you know it's bad for Yoda's skin? I don't. But my point is, is yeah, living, okay. Living okay. In, you have no point. Yeah, yeah. Cam, Cam, what, what do you rate? What do you rate the Empire Strikes Back? Ah, what do you rate the Empire Strikes Back? Um, I would rate it at a. I'm gonna stick to my guns here. I'm gonna go eight point. Six nine because we know that Leia and Luke had sex. Nice, Matt. Th- this one, this one is it. This is ten. A perfect ten, he said. Crazy. This, Good this, movie. I don't know wow. if I gave it ten. This Star Wars movie is the one that I could watch anytime, all the time. If if okay. you if you put a gun to my head and said you need to watch one Star Wars movie for the rest of your life, you can't watch anything else. Can't watch any other show, any other movie, nothing. Just one Star Wars movie. It, just one movie. It'd be Empire mm-hmm. Strikes Back. That's crazy because uh, it's so like not gonna... even. It doesn't even like fulfill like any of like the story really. It, like it builds up a lot and then like the climax is the next one. 
Like so, you you're just, just get you just get blue ball yourself on that cliffhanger. That's what makes you're gonna it blue ball for your entire. That's life. what makes it so good to me is that it's it's build up and it's slight resolution, but it manages to hold its own and be engaging and significant and like rewatchable despite it not having the full climax. Like any other movie that's like a build-up movie, we'll we'll get into this in a future episode with Harry Potter. Like Half Blood mm-hmm. Prince, Half Blood Prince is major build-up for the Deathly Hallows. It's it's build-up to the climax. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Half Blood Prince. It's my least favorite Harry Potter. It's not. We know favorite. where I stand on it's this. It's my one. least favorite. So again, my my point is is it's it's hard for a movie that doesn't have a resolution to be as good as Empire is. And okay. I think it's I think it's severely you say it's overrated, but I think it's underappreciated just how nuanced the movie has to be in order to pull off what it did. Crazy how crazy how a couple months ago when I was arguing for Half Blood Prince and Matt was like, You just like it because it's like an underrated movie and it's hip to like underrated things. Essentially what Matt just said. But but that's the, but no, it's not because Empire Strikes Back is considered by a lot of people to be the best one i think i think my take on this is a very common take i think it's less common for people to say it's not their favorite than for people to say it's their favorite so this is this is not a oh nobody likes this movie but i do because i'm cool it's a (laughs) everyone likes this movie and there's good reason for it and i support it i respect that i don't know if i could agree i can't get on board with uh that's like the only one i would ever watch but i agree it's a good movie yeah, I agree. I would I would probably give this movie an eight point four. I would say. Yeah. Overall. Why not eight point five? Because, I think. I, I think, think there's he's. A different... I think he's. I think he's saying eight point four just to annoy me. I think <laughs> no, if I why had, would that annoy if I you? think I, if I hadn't been so adamant about my strong feelings towards this movie, Ryan would have rated this higher. What if, what if I give it an eight point four five? Because that's kind of what my heart is telling me. Just give it an 8.49 and call it a day. Just give it a 9. Just well, round no, up. Because I think, I, I don't know, I kind of, I think there's a different movie that is, I like better than this movie that's kind of in a similar wheelbarrow. Yeah. All right, let's move, let's move on to the next one then, I think. Yeah, all right, let's go Return of the Jedi. Who wants, who wants to start us off with a, with a thought, a memory, uh, whatever? Um... I feel like I already gave my memory. I kind of gave it like for that mm-hmm. scene, but I guess I'll give another one. This is mm-hmm. this is by far my favorite original trilogy, Star Wars, and I think after Revenge of the Sith, which is my favorite one personally, this is my second favorite Star Wars. Um, I would say it's just I don't know. My my fondest memory is. I think I brought it up in the first episode too, just being sick and watching that movie, like yeah. <laughs> just being like in my bed and like watching Luke kick ass with this new green lightsaber is like what? Watching La- watching Lando blow up the Death Star and then you just go what and throw up in your lap. <laughs> sick boy. Yeah, I mean I love this movie too. I think this is also my second favorite Star Wars movie. I think my favorite, like one thing that always sticks out to me about this movie and like. It's, it's probably my favorite scene is when after Luke kicks Vader down the stairs and Vader stands up and he says, Obi-Wan has taught you well. And like the music that's playing in the background of that, mm-hmm. I think that slaps every time. It's so good. Yeah. When he's like hiding too, when he's hiding like under the, mm-hmm. uh, the Emperor, like whatever that little thing is. Yeah. So I'd say out of all three original trilogies movie this is probably the one that i've actually watched the most empire's my favorite but i i've definitely watched return of the jedi more than Mm -hmm. any of the other ones and i'd say i'd say that my favorite scene is probably just the the entire interaction on tatooine just everything Mm. that takes place on tatooine i think it's just so good mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of like it, it's not it, like it doesn't even need to be there like they they didn't have to have all this interaction between like 
Leia and Jabba and Luke and Boba. Like they didn't, it didn't need to be there, but they that decided to put watches it there. Princess Leia porn. I, do, do you not? And you're a liar if you say you don't. You, you're both full of shit if you guys say you don't. Anyways, I think I never I, said I didn't. I just said it can confirm that you do. I I think that sequence of scenes, like just that part of the story, is a part that like I can see the movie like still accomplishing what it needs to accomplish without that scene. Mm -hmm. But it makes the movie a lot better. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think it's nice when you get to see scenes that aren't pivotal to the story, but add that much more. To I mean, the I would argue getting Han Solo back is a pretty pivotal part that you have to tell in that story. So, so my point is that like you, you didn't have. No, to dude, just say in the it. in the text crawl, just say Han Solo got rescued, and then uh, when someone says, "How could Han Solo have gotten rescued?" <laughs> have another character go. Fuck, I don't know, but he did. Yeah. Let's right, move you're, on you're now. Taking, you're you're yeah. twisting my words here, because what I said was... The Rise of Skywalker doesn't care how um, Palpatine got brought back. What what yeah. I said was they didn't need to do what they did with the scene. They Obviously, you want Han Solo back, even though after Empire Strikes Back, Harrison Ford's contract was up, so it was kind of like up in the air. So actually, you didn't need to rescue Han Solo. They weren't planning to rescue Han Solo. Han was just going to be dead. Yeah, Anyways. imagine they just leave him frozen in carbonite the whole fucking thing. <laughs> right. So, but you think you think if Harrison Ford doesn't come back, that uh, George Lucas makes Luke and Leia get together, and they're just oh, yeah. like not siblings? Absolutely. So do you is, do you think that? Um, no, dude. Lando swoops in for the kill. Are you kidding me? Oh, mate, true. You know Matt, Leia you... likes that dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, do you, so do you not think that George Lucas had the, the whole six movies planned out from the beginning? He did uh, No. No. He didn't. I, don't thought, wow. I thought he did. I don't think he did. I thought did. that was, like, confirmed he didn't. I, I no, mean, he, he, said, he, he can... says he does to, right, a, to he, a point. He said that he's like, oh, yeah, like, I, I had the whole thing in my head. But, like, I mean, obviously not to, like, the extent that, like, jk rowling was like yeah i was just making shit up as i was writing these books i think he had a plan but i don't think in his mind did he have the story of the prequels happening while he was making the original trilogy and wow, I, I don't okay. think i don't think he did i don't think i choose i choose to be a believer on that one i think i think he wanted he always wanted the series really to be the tragedy of Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. And I think he knew that he wanted to elaborate more on his story in future movies, but I don't think he, he really, like, planned everything. From well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he, he didn't have, like, scripts and stuff, but I mean, I think that... I thought the rumor that I heard, maybe I don't know where I watched it, but I, I feel like I heard George Lucas be, like, up until, like, Empire. Maybe you told me this, Ryan. But, like, up until Empire, like... It wasn't even clear, like, if Darth Vader was going to be Luke's father. And that's kind of where, like, the whole, like, the rest of the series, like, the Star Wars series was kind of like, okay, this is where we're going to go with it. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. The the Empire Dreams thing, that's, like, I mean, that's, like, George Lucas propaganda. That That's the thing that says, like, he knew it all from the beginning and, like, Luke was always Darth Vader's son. But I don't know. They, who, yeah, they, that's, that, that's, that's knows, the other really. thing about these is that, like, yeah, of course George Lucas is going to be like, ha I, I had this entire thing planned from the beginning. Because, like, why wouldn't he? Like, yeah, if I made a completely successful multi-billion dollar franchise, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I, I knew what I wanted to do. I, I, I had no big I deal. Just, I, don't, I don't see how you write the trash compactor scene without the, Darth, the tale Darth Plagueis <laughs> the Wise in your head. I, I, I mean, yeah, you know, you're right about that. Or how do you write the trash compactor scene without planning that, you know, seven movies ahead mm. the trash compactor monster would reappear as Snoke. Like, you just... I would, that's true. I would so argue that it looks pretty good in George's favor just because, like, the way that he does the prequels fits so well. And I'm, I'm sure it's easier to write around, like, what he already has, but it's, like, mm -hmm. everything already worked so well. Like, there's no way that he was making... Like, okay, the high ground scene, right? Like, like when they're in the throne room and Luke jumps up on that thing, like, 
do you think, this is just a question, do you think that he had that fight between Obi-Wan in his head about the high ground thing? Because it's obviously pretty symbolic, like when Luke jumps up there and he's like, Obi-Wan taught you well. Uh, I don't think he had the fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan in mind. I, I think he's really good at taking the material he has and creating more from it. I think yeah. he's, I think he's yeah. really good at like taking those small details and making something big from it. And yeah. Again, I, I don't think he had the prequels planned when he was making the original trilogy. I think he wanted to continue the story, and I he definitely wanted it to be about Vader, but I don't mm -hmm. think in his head he had the sequence of events that occurred in the prequels, like... Yeah, I think I think to an extent he like knew like that Darth Vader was a Jedi, falls to the dark side and falls into a volcano. Like he he says that like he, he, knew, he knew he knew the direction, but he didn't uh -huh. know the path he wanted to take. Yeah, yeah. Either way, Did, like it doesn't even matter. Like he's just so good at like you said, like he's so good at taking what he has and just writing around it, or like you know, like just completely mm -hmm. branching off of it, but like in the most natural way. Like when I watch yeah. the Revenge, Return of the uh, Jedi, and like that scene comes on when he jumps up on like the little catwalk, like that. First mm -hmm. of all, that's my favorite scene when he's when he's like Obi Wan taught you well, and then he just fucking like hums his lightsaber at him. Like clearly, he ties that together so well in Revenge of the Sith, and he like shows how like okay Darth evolved he's not gonna jump up there and like try and fuck him up first of all because he can't so he's like kind of evolved to just throw a lightsaber at him uh, I think it's pretty mm -hmm. cool he's very talented obviously I mean he he pretty much creates the prequel story based off of a two minute long conversation between Obi-Wan and Luke yeah, yeah and a new, and a new 30, hope, right? 30 years before he makes the, the prequel series and, uh -huh. and again, like he, like the you were talking about, like watching the montages of like what Obi Wan says and how it relates in the prequels. Mm -hmm. Like he, like again, dude, he, he takes, had he, he had every episode of the Clone Wars planned out in 1977, <laughs> and refused to believe anything else. He takes that two minute long conversation and creates a story from it, and I think he's just a, a really good storyteller. Greatest greatest movie pro greatest movie producer of all time. Kind of a shit movie writer though. Not kind of a shit dialogue. Uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> not great writing writing dialogue. dialogue, but we yeah. digress. Um, Maybe should have hired a couple people for that. <laughs> so, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on and say my least favorite scene from this movie. Uh, okay. And I think that for me, my least favorite scene would be Leia and C-3PO interacting with the Ewoks. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of boring and yeah. not necessary. Yeah. Like, pretty, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, oh, like, like C-3PO got the Ewoks to help the Rebels, but it's like, yeah, pretty sure the Ewoks were gonna beat the shit out of any planetary invaders that were murdering them anyways. Like, Pretty yeah. sure if you just left the Ewoks alone, they would have started beating the shit out of the Empire. And like, do we do we need C three PO like giving them like the sound, like telling the Ewoks their story with just like sounds? No. Like, I feel like you could have just like had Luke raise C three PO and have all the Ewoks freak out, and then have the Ewoks be like, "Join our team." Right. The Ewoks being like, "Oh, the golden medal, God man. Yes, we yeah. will follow you." Like, I don't they're, know. they're, I they're like primitive that. teddy bear people. I'm pretty sure they don't need that long-winded explanation. I kind of yeah. think that that's a great scene, actually, like when he's telling the story with all the sounds. I feel like that's a great, like, setup to how, like, the legend of Luke Skywalker and, like, that lives on after, like, post-Return of the Jedi. Because it's kind of like, like, and you see it... Yeah, well, uh, that got shit on by Ryan Johnson anyway, so... Yeah, The I legend of say, Luke Skywalker. Well... Well, I was saying, like, you kind of see it in um, in The Last Jedi, like, at the end. Like, when those kids are, like, the, in the farm or whatever. Like, they're, like, mm -hmm. like talking about, like, Luke Skywalker or, like, whoever it was. 
it's like I don't know I think that's a pretty cool scene and it kind of like sets up this idea that like this is going to be a legend and a lot of people still question it and around in the galaxy and stuff like that I thought it was pretty cool yeah the, um, slow. The, I, the I'm a good person because I don't like capitalism kids mm-hmm. only one career in the galaxy makes you this rich <laughs> God. All right, all right. We're talking about we're talking about sequel stuff. We're back, as I back use as I use Jedi. my two lead uh, minority characters on a side quest that ultimately ends up meaning absolutely nothing for the plot, story, and character development. But but it's but a great I told movie. It's a, but it's I don't, a great movie. But it's a great movie, and your Snoke theory sucks. <laughs> your Snoke theory sucks, Ryan Johnson. All right, all right. Wait, all right. Getting off wait, topic. Wait. We're we're this this episode. I don't personally. I don't have. I don't have a. I don't have a least favorite scene in Return of the Jedi. Other, uh, I think I think gotta, the Ewoks think can be kind. You gotta think of one. You I think, think I think the one. Ewoks are kind of slow. Um, Do you want me to go? Uh, yeah, think? yeah, sure, sure. I think that my least favorite is when they get into the, the, like the base where like the power for the shield is for the Death Star on Endor, and then they get mm-hmm. kicked out. And then they have to go back in again. Like I think Endor is so like dragged out. Some like sometimes when I watch it, and then it's like, oh my god, yes, they're at the base. And then it's like, oh my god, wait, no, never mind. And then it's like, okay, wait, now they're in there now. Even though that whole fight where they get in is really cool, but like that's a very long act in that movie. Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I kind of like it. I liked it like because it it's the it's you know it. It is, for all intents and purposes, the end of the Empire, so I feel like it does have to kind of be, like, this, like, big battle. But I then, think of course, the, you know, who needs an Empire when you have a First Order? But you know. I think the battle above Endor is better than the battle on Endor. Yeah, that's fair. I really like the yeah. Starship battle. Alright, yeah, I guess my least favorite scene is probably just, by default, um, C-3PO telling the Ewoks their story. Wow, real, really rich really had to dig deep to get that one didn't you sorry man at least at least my favorite star wars movie isn't the consensus number one pick i don't know what to tell you get a new slant matt nah, man. bad takes nah. go watch lord of the rings or something you loser i would uh you know what i uh, so so let so let's do this for me personally which do you guys think i like more the lord of the rings trilogy or the original star wars trilogy I'm just based on it's... what you've hear, what you've heard about me. I would hope that it's. I think it's Star. I think it's Star Wars original. You trilogy. think it's the original trilogy, Cam? What do you think? I'd hope it's Star Wars, but I think it's Lord of the Rings. All right, all right. Well, Which is it? Sorry, well, I mean, if if you're really if you're really that interested, I guess you'll have to tune in once we cover Lord of the Rings. Yeah, in seven years, when you finally get me to commit to watching those nine hour <laughs> yeah. movies. Hey, you know, I'm just trying to just trying to like drop like little tidbits, like you know, get get the listeners interested, get them engaged, get them coming back. Like, does Matt like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings more? It's gonna be. Oh wait, Matt, what was what was your um what was your Return of the Jedi thing that you didn't say that you saved for later? Was it the Ewoks? Jedi thing. Oh, you said that. Yeah, you said that. Like, the reason why Endor was almost perfect. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was it was. It was the Ewoks. It was the Ewoks. Okay. Okay. I I, I couldn't I couldn't remember what we were saving for the end, but I I yeah, think yeah, the, a lot of, a lot of build up, not a lot of payoff. I think the yeah. Ewoks take away from the scene, and I and not not necessarily like take away from it, but when I picture the fall of the Galactic Empire and the death of the tyrannical Emperor, I don't want to picture fuzzy widow teddy bears. Well, lucky rocks. for you, you can picture Daisy Ridley and, um, what's his name? Adam Driver, because that's when the Empire, the Emperor really died. I, I think... would much rather picture Daisy Ridley than an Ewok. Anakin Skywalker confirmed unimportant to Star Wars. Anakin Doesn't Skywalker. have his own lightsaber. I think a topic that, that we should talk about sometime and on this podcast is, like, the absolute, like, over-usage... <laughs> that like george lucas relied on of like short people in this movie <laughs> like like little people like like actually yeah. like midgets 
like hey, you know, all like R two D two, any droid, any like literally all the Ewoks. a bunch of people in Jabba's palace, Jabba I, yeah. himself. I'm I am all for it because like back in the day, like there wasn't a lot of work for for people who were born shorter. It's not it's not like nowadays where it's like Peter Dinklage is in every other movie and TV show, or like Warwick Davis is out here like getting nominated for Oscars and shit. Like yeah, but I just day, think like, it's hilarious how George work, Lucas. I think it's hilarious how he like didn't use little people as like actors. He was like, "Here, put on this ridiculous costume of something that's like a foot tall." <laughs> I mean, like, we'll we'll give I, you a job. I mean, that's 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 pretty much what we still do. Besides, like Tyrion Lannister and like Willow and like Peter Dinklage and Elf. Like you, you look you look at Warwick Davis and Harry Potter, and he's goblin one goblin two like yeah he's professor flitwick but he's got a anti-semitic stupid, goblin three he's got, he's got a stupid <laughs> ass haircut as professor flitwick like i mean hey man know, i'm just trying to stick up for my little people out there okay they're not all ewoks and droids to me no but it's a niche part of acting that that needs being filled and i think i think george lucas gave a lot of people who were struggling at the time to find work a job for at least at least a year and then they can say yeah i i was in star wars i was yeah, i was pretty in a, dope i was yeah. i was a furry i was dressed as a bear <laughs> i was an og furry but i was in star wars right yeah he also gave yeah. tall he also gave really tall people work in star wars i mean the, shout the out peter mayhew may yeah, rest in peace peter peter mayhew is ginormous i I met the guy who does Chewbacca in the newer movies at Rhode Island Comic Con. He's huge. Yeah, that guy's kind. He's kind of hot, right? He is not an unattractive man. <laughs> okay, okay. Cam, out of ten, what do you say? Neutral answer. I will give. I'm giving this a uh, a nine point five. Perfect movie outside of how dragged along I think the Battle of Endor is. Like on like on Endor, I think it's pretty much a perfect movie for me. Yeah. Point five for longness on indoor. It's hard. It's hard. That's hard to argue with. I I'm not. I'm not bringing up any arguments with that. Uh, for me, it's it's an eight. Eight. It's an eight. For me, it's an eight. I I'd say my overall original trilogy is Empire. It's an eight because the journey is the destination, so the buildup is the climax. Now, alright, so so what's so what's your take? How do you feel about it? How does it rank for you? About this movie? I was gonna say nine point five, but now I feel like I need it I need I guess I have to go nine point five six because I can't do the same thing as Cam and I really like it. Weak. What do you mean weak? Weak. Anyways, so so here's so here's uh, my food for thought question to the audience for this week: Is Empire Strikes Back a horse movie? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, don't understand what I'm asking. <laughs> just gonna have to tune in and find out. Tune in, in next week episode. when we talk about what was it? So it's what are the, what were the categories? It's There's a, a horse a movie. Ho- it's 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 a horse movie. It's a, a call homeward, to action. A call to action and a homeward bound. Homeward bound. But what? Home, homeward bound journey. Yeah. Those, yes. those are the three Horse categories. movie, call to action, and a, and a journey. And a journey. Those, that's, that's, those are the three main categories of movies. Every, cat, every movie ever made could be lumped into one of those three categories. Some way or another. At least one. And so, we... So is Empire Strikes Back a horse movie? Tweet at us at Clarkside Pod a movie that you don't think is one of those three movies, and every we episode we will f- we will prove you wrong. Cam, do you have any closing thoughts? I do have a closing thought. Just as a time marker on where we're at right now in like real world, just looking at the TV, the real life Emperor Palpatine was just impeached <laughs> for the second time. Again? Wow. Live live action. As it's happening. Live action. That's good to hear. Breaking news. Of course, Although, when you listen to this, it'll yeah, be, yeah, it'll, it'll be long old in news, the past. But, eh, yeah. you know. Hey, man, first to report it. This is the first podcast to report the news. First come podcast back to, to report it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come back, come back to the Clark side. 
You want unbiased news. Next week for your CNN weekly update. Yeah. My, uh, my one closing thought, I'll piggyback off of Matt. Um, there's one movie that is, that is all three, and that is Toy Story 2. The perfect <laughs> sequel. The perfect sequel, Toy Story 2. That, you know what? If you, if you were to ask me which is a better sequel movie, Empire Strikes Back or Toy Story 2, I would have to think. I wouldn't have an answer straight away. I would right. have to give well, it you know serious what? thought. Maybe we'll have to do an episode, greatest sequels of all time. I, I'd be okay with that. I mean, right off the bat, first thing that pops into my head, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. All right, we gotta we gotta stop it here, Matt. But that'll be that'll be my answer until until further notice. Until further notice. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully, this episode will be out in a couple days. We're not sure. We have some um, some editing stuff that we have to do. But um, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, we're available on all platforms now. So um, like. Subscribe, rate, review, and um, hope you guys all have a great day.